Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and you have entered into the fix. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy. Welcome back to Recovery Guy Podcast. It has been an incredible time. Can't you just feel it? There's so much energy. There's so much positivity. There's so much to be encouraged about. And and I do understand that many of us sort of brought things in from 2021 into 2022, a lot of heartache, a lot of disappointment, a lot of disenchantment, a lot of disillusionment along the way. But if you are clean and sober, as I am clean and sober, we have something to be grateful for. Um, I was speaking with a friend of mine, uh, one of my former coaching clients the other day, and he was really walking through a difficult path over the Christmas holiday with trying to support um, his significant other who had lost a loved one, and he had lost loved ones as well. And he was just sort of holding his own to get through, just continuing to do the things he knew to do so he wouldn't relapse because he knew eventually he would work through it. And by the grace of God, he did work through it. And the program of recovery that he's involved with and here he is today, secretary in a meeting. He had a, a meeting on Friday night and back with his sponsor and really enjoying the benefits of his personal recovery. Had he given up, had he thrown in the towel, had he relapsed, he would be worse off than he was prior to him coming into the program 501 days ago. Now it's 502 days. And that's what we do. We work through challenges. We work through difficulty. We rely on each other. We rely on others who have come here before us. And this is how this thing works. One of the reasons that it works is because of its simplicity. My departed sponsor, Jack, what a great friend he was. And and ultimately, he would succumb to cancer at 44 years sobriety. Almost after every opportunity that I would rant and rave and try to get my emotions out to him to sort this thing out as I was working through the 12 steps of recovery, Jack would say, keep it simple and take it easy. Two of the things that he was known by, that was his recovery. Keep it simple and take it easy. And I could hear him say those things to me as if he was sitting in my podcast studio today. Simplicity is so important. And one of the things recently, uh, I've been involved in TikTok at Recovery Guy on TikTok. So check me out there. Uh, there's a lot of newcomers. And so I wanted to tailor this uh, podcast today called Solving for Me, God, and Others. Solving for Me, God, and Others. I wanted to reach out to the newcomer. Now, of course, these things resonate with me as a person who's got a little bit of time, and I hope it would resonate with you if you've been around for a minute. If you're not new, as my sponsor Will would say, if you're not new or relatively new to the program, 
as soon as we can grasp into this simplicity, the better off we are going to be, things will make more sense. They will begin to crystallize for me and help me as I trudge this road to happy destiny. You know, I used to complicate everything. Matter of fact, you may have heard it before. I know I've said it before on podcasts where you would hear that the program of recovery, or in this case, Alcoholics Anonymous, is a simple program for complicated people. Have you ever heard that before? A simple program for complicated people. And a guy said, you're giving yourself way too much credit, right? And he just sort of laughed at me as as so many do. And that's another thing also. You know, there's a lot of people who get butt hurt over really simple things and get over it, right? If your feelings are hurt by something that someone says or does or you don't agree with and you think they're picking on you, you got to stick it out because if if your feelings get hurt that easily, you're not going to make it right? We have to admit complete defeat. We have to admit to our innermost self that we were alcoholic, drug addict, what have you. This is the first step in recovery. And we have to do this with all humility. Now, I'm not saying we need to be targets for individuals, but if somebody is telling you a truth and it's just not colored with 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 ooey gooey goodness and kindness and and soft and pillowy, you know what? Suck it up, Buttercup. You're going to be okay. Just learn from it, grow from it, and go in it and go through it. But you know, this person told me there was a rabbit trail I just chased. Come back to the trail now. Uh, they they said this is not a simple program for simple people. This is a simple program for simple people who love to complicate things. Isn't that, isn't that true? It's not a simple program for complicated people. There is nothing complicated about me. I used to think I was complicated like a Rubik's Cube or something like that, but I'm not complicated at all. You sort of see me coming. You can figure me out in a heartbeat. And I'm glad you could figure me out today in my approach to recovery. doesn't take you very long to be around me to know what I'm about right? Because I've chosen to live this way. I've chosen to live a path, right? There's nothing complicated about me. I'm very simple. So if you ask me what time it is, I just might tell you how to build a watch, right? That's how I approach things. Now, the simplicity. So let's talk about the 12 steps of recovery. Regardless of where you're at, even if you're in one of the major monotheistic religions of the world, if you're a Buddhist, if you're Judaism, if you're Catholicism, if you're Christianity, heck, if if you're the Buddhist network, you're going to find um, the Mormon religion as well. You're going to find these three elements of the 12 steps, me, God, and others, solving for me, God, and others. Because when it comes to the plan of recovery, and in this case, more specifically, the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, they are divided into these three categories. The first category being me. The second category that I come across in the 12 steps is God. And the third category addresses others. Once we solve and reconcile these three areas, we are on the road to recovery. I guarantee you, and this is a guarantee because rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. And I'm about to lay this path down for you. If you don't agree, fine and dandy. Pick up your your sleeping bag and go hang somewhere else. You don't have to listen. I'm just going to share my experience, strength, and hope with you. Because once again, I believe everything in our life, 
both important and not so important, will stem from me, God, and others. I might chase a rabbit trail on these, like me encompasses a lot, while it's still just about me foundationally. God, there's so many approaches and so many aspects and and deliverances of God and experiences of God, but it's still about God, your higher power, as you understand God, right? Or as we understood God. And then others, the others, everyone who was directly or indirectly involved in our life that we had little or no interaction, we just maybe knew them through someone, to to the most significant people in our life, significant others, children, parents, siblings, employers, good friends, those types of things. If I fail to address, okay, and this is a bold statement, and again, if you don't agree, I'm okay with you not agreeing. Just let me know how that goes for you, because I think I'm going to tell you a universal truth. If I fail to address any of these things with a sense of urgency and completeness, I will have a stunted recovery on my way to a relapse, or I will have no real recovery at all. I might be sober, I might be clean, but recovery will elude me. Recovery will escape me because I failed to address fully and completely and with all earnestness and honesty, one of these three areas. The program is designed, as I previously stated, to be simple. Now understand, simple is not to be confused with easy. It is nevertheless simple. And if I don't tell you at the end, I want to tell you now, just be blessed. And let me know through recoveryguide.org. I'm Robert at recoveryguide.org or at recovery underscore guy on Instagram, at recovery1986 on Twitter, uh, the real recovery guy on YouTube. You can find me on TikTok at recovery guy. If I can assist you in any way along the way, let me know how I can help you along your journey. And remember, our podcast post every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. Utah time. And our blogs post on Thursday at 5 a.m. Utah time. Check it out. Major podcast channels. Let me know what that looks like. So here we go. Let's jump into it. So when we first come into recovery, as I previously stated, we had to admit to our innermost self that we were alcoholic or drug addict or compulsive overeater or bulimic or anorexic, right? Compulsive gambler, which again, I came through the back door of Gamblers Anonymous into AA. We had to admit to our innermost self that we were one of these things. This is the first step in recovery. This is our first invitation in looking at the me, the I, the ego, the selfishness and self-centeredness. We believe that selfishness and self-centeredness was the root, was the cause of all of my problems. Not one or two, not a handful, not something I want to pick and choose like I do at a buffet, but all of my problems, every one of my life problems, and I challenge you, every one of my life problems revolve around me and me not being willing to relent, to release, to respond, something having to do with my ego. I had a dear friend of mine, Pastor Glenn Moffat, 
passed away in uh, 2002. And Glenn used to say to me, every time you defend yourself, it's pride. God, I hated that. <laughs> I can't tell you how much I did not like that. But you know what it did? It forced me to look at me because at the end of the day, I am the problem. Now, fortunately, I have the answer that lives in me. But until I get past the ego, until I get that past that defensiveness, I have to be willing to examine everything. And we'll talk about that as we move forward. So when we look at the first three steps of recovery, and again, if you're new or relatively new, please pay attention to this. As, as I would go into my recovery, I need to look at, again, me. And I do that in steps one, two, and three, where I admit I was powerless over alcohol and my life had become unmanageable. That's about me admitting. I came to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity. Right? Me to sanity. I was the one doing the insane things. And then in step three, I, I begin to open myself up to a higher power. I begin to open myself up because I can't do this. I need help. And it's not human help. And it's not physical or tangible help in that way. It is spiritual help because I am spiritually broken. So when I look at steps one, two, and three, they deal with me. Then when I progress, I look at steps four, five, six, and seven. Now we're entering into the spirit realm because now I need to take a fearless moral inventory. Morality is a God-centered position. Morals, where we get our morals from, from the Talma, from the Quran, right? From the great writings of the great theologians and prophets, from Gandhi, from Buddha, from Christ. This is where we get our center of morality. All morality stems from our higher power. Every bit of right or wrong stems from understanding who God is and the relationship that that higher power, God as we would understood God, wants to have in our life. So again, steps one, two, and three examine the me. Let me know that I need to be in a position to then be willing to turn my will and my life over to the care of God, as it says in step three, where I made a decision to turn my will and my life, that's why it's still about me, over to the care of God as we understood God, a collective knowledge, a collective understanding, not necessarily in who God is, because that can be whatever you want it to be, but what God does. An example, my sponsor, Will, 42 years clean and sober. Will's not a Christian. I'm a born-again Christian. He doesn't practice the same way I practice, but he doesn't need to because Will's relationship with God as he understands God is sufficient for 42 years of personal recovery. Am I going to argue with Will's higher power? I think not. I would look rather foolish, right? 
So we, we transcend from steps one, two, and three, which are about me. And now we begin to move into the spiritual realm, which will set up the next stage for me. So in step four, I, I take this fearless and moral inventory. And then what do I do in step five? Right? It's once again about God. I admit to God, to myself, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. So it's a humbling experience. It's admitting out loud to God what I found in my moral inventory. And then what do I do in six and seven? It's about defects of character, humbly asking him to remove my shortcomings. So now I'm entering into that spirit realm to set me up, to prepare me to do what? To deal with others in steps eight and nine, where I'd made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all, others. And then step nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others, right? It's now about others. So steps one, two, and three, check this out. Let's go back and review this. Steps one, two, and three are about me, putting myself in a position to know I've got a lot of work to do. And once I examine myself and my unmanageability and how powerless I was over my addiction and my behavior, over my substance and the things that I did. And, and again, if you know much of my story, I came in as a primary alcoholic with a secondary drug addiction, compulsive gambler, never met a paycheck I couldn't lose, right? Addicted to pornography. I was compulsively overeating just so I could throw up three or four times a day. And I was going to the strip clubs every opportunity I could. So here was alcohol, drugs, gambling, compulsive overeating with bulimia and pornography. We're pretty jacked up. So don't think for a moment that I didn't have to understand that powerlessness and that degree of unmanageability in my life. I must do it. I have to do it. I can't have measured this. I have to be willing to admit complete defeat because if I don't admit complete defeat, why would I think that I needed to be restored to sanity in step two if I don't feel completely defeated in step one? It wouldn't make any sense. I would say, hey, go fly a kite, man. I'm not doing step two. Why would I do step two? I still have some power left. I still have some manageability left. I don't have to drink. I don't have to drug if I don't want to. I don't have to go to the strip club. I, I can I can gamble $50 and not $500. Who am I kidding? <laughs> Who am I kidding? When I started taking inventory and looking at the damage that I caused and the things that I did in step one, I was grateful for step two. And then when I got to step three, I didn't have to carry this alone. I made a decision to turn my will and my life over the care of God as we understood God. So again, steps one, two, and three are about me. Step four, I'm taking a fearless moral inventory. I'm admitting to God, to myself, and to another human being. Then I'm addressing the defects of character and my shortcomings in four, five, six, and seven. And then in eight and nine, it's about you. It's about recognizing the damage that I did to others, to my ex-wife, to my children that I walked on, walked out on, to my parents, to my siblings, to my friends, to my employers, people who cared about me directly and indirectly. I needed to know who these people were so I could go and say I'm sorry. So again, steps one through nine, me, 
in steps one through three, God in steps four, five, six, and seven, and others in step eight and nine. Now, I have been taught in the 12 steps of recovery that once I go through step nine, I sanity will have been restored. I'm now in a position of recovery because it even tells me that I am neutral. I now regain control. I now can, I'm easily able to control my desire for alcohol as it talks about in the doctor's opinion. And you know what? And if you're not there yet, that's okay. If you've been around for a while and you're not there and you're not finding that in the steps, well, it's in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Reach out to me, let me know, or sit down with your sponsor and let him or her explain how you get there because we should be getting there. If you've been around for a while, and I'm not saying that this happens in 30, 60, 90, it took me a solid year to really work through the steps. Now, I've known others who have done them quicker and others who have done them, uh, it's taken a little bit longer. But what I will tell you is I don't go back down the ladder once I climb it. And this is a little rabbit trail, a little caveat. I've only done one four step in my life. I was plain and sober 71 days and I relapsed before I even did a step one, actually before I even did step one, right? That's why I thought I could go back out again, that this time it was going to be different, right? You read about that and more about alcoholism. And so, but when I came back to the program of April 25th of 1986, and I began to do the steps, I only did one step forward. Do you know why? Because I only had to do that fearless and moral inventory once. Why? Because now we're going to talk about where it's covered. So I do steps one through nine that get me to a position of recovery. Steps 10, 11, and 12, which are the maintenance steps, keep me recovered. And if you have a problem with that, I want you to know that my friend Buddy, Buddy C, been sober over 44 years. My sponsor, Jack, who died at 44 years recovered. My friend, um, Eddie P, Fast Eddie, 37 years of recovery. Steve, M, 38 years of recovery. Slow Will, 42 years of recovery. Scotty, Scott Shields, he allows me to use his last name. He wants to make sure that you can find him if you need him. So Scotty Shields, he's got 38 years, going on 38 years of personal recovery. Countless others, Texas Mike, Pete the Greek, Russian Ted, Doc Irv, Abe the Plumber. All these individuals are either sober 40 or 50 years or they've died in their sobriety with 20 plus years. These are the people I've learned this from. So if you want to reject it and knock yourself out, you're, you're more than welcome to do that. I would recommend that you take their word for it. I did, and I've been clean and sober over 35 years. So I work 10, 11, and 12 every single day, every day to the best of my ability. Some days I'm better than others. Someday my ego gets in the way. That's why I still have a sponsor. That's why when Jack died three years ago in January of 2019, my sponsor Jack died of cancer in Las Vegas, Nevada, where I got sober. I got on the phone to Will on my way back from Las Vegas back to Salt Lake City. And I said, Will, Jack just died. And and Will and Jack were very good friends. And and I said, Will, I need you to be my sponsor. I just want you to be my friend. I want I want to be accountable to someone, right? So I believe in everything I'm telling you. I believe in the steps. I believe in sponsorship. I believe in meetings. I believe in working with others. 
as my gift back to God for this crazy sobriety that I've got. So now let's address steps 10, 11, and 12. What do steps 11 and 12 address? Go figure. Me in step 10, God in step 11, and others in step 12. So check it out. Continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Guess who that's about? That's about moi. That's about me. That's about me checking myself, doing that checkup from the neck up every single day. It's a daily, it's a semi-annual, and it's an annual house cleaning. Read the 12 and 12. It'll tell you all about it. 12 steps and 12 traditions. So I'm looking at myself every single day. Why? Because I'm on, I'm in recovery. I am recovered, but I stay recovered because what I really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of my spiritual conditioning, right? And so even that, gosh, go ahead and read the rest of that and, and, and you'll find out what 10, 11, and 12 are about. So I'm looking at myself every day. I'm finding out where, where did I go wrong? Did I, did I have a harsh word? Did, did, did my attitude not reflect what I hope it to be? Was I, was I mean to someone? What did I do? Where could I have been a better version of me? Either as a friend or as a husband or as a father or as a grandfather. What are the important roles and areas of my life? Heck, even as someone who's waited in line in Walmart, was I mean to anyone? Am I impatient unnecessarily? Do I need to make amends? What do I need to look at myself to get cleaned up? So I do that in step 10. It's about me. Then in step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood God, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. So what is step 11 about? Step 11 is about God. It's about my relationship with God to empower, to be empowered that I can do his will, not my will. (laughs) We had enough of my will, right? My will got me to the rooms of recovery. God's will, as we understood God, keep me in the rooms of recovery. So in step 10, I deal with me. I address me. I find out where I am wrong and where I need to get right again. That prepares me. That opens my heart. That leaves me vulnerable to the throne of grace. And I go in and say, okay, God, what up? You know, I need your power. So I sought through prayer and meditation. So it's not a whimsical thing. I'm thinking about it. I'm praying about it. I'm meditating about it, whatever that means to you. To do what? To improve my conscious contact, to improve that relationship so I hear better. Instead of trying to tell God what to do, God directs me in my life. Why? So I can have power to improve my conscious contact with God as we understood God. That's the caveat. Praying only, only, not for selfish things, only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. It's removing me from the equation because me is going to screw this thing up. And then what happens? In step 12, it's about others. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. It is about you. It is about others. It is about going and carrying this message because it's assuming that I've had a spiritual awakening. 
And if you haven't had an emotional, a physical, uh, uh, an educational variety, spiritual awakening, you're not ready for step 12. You need to go back and talk to your sponsor and see what he or she says. Because if you have not had a spiritual awakening as a result of those steps, maybe you haven't been fearless and thorough from the very start in doing the steps. I'm an old time recovery guy and I make no apologies for that. It's where I got me to today. I've learned how not to take myself too seriously, but the plan of recovery, it is my breath. It is life and death. It is my life preserver in a sea that wants to drown me. So I go step 10, it's me addressing me. I step 11, it's addressing God and the power he wants to give me. And step 12 is then carrying that message of recovery, of wellness to you and to others. Can you see how that works? Can you see how sobriety is as simple as solving me, God, and others? Again, steps one, two, and three, me, reconciling me, finding out who I am, why I need the rest. Four, five, six, seven, about God, getting together with God, finding out what he can do for me, what I can't do for myself. Steps eight and nine, prepare me to telling you I'm sorry and becoming that better version of me that you have always wanted me to be. And step 10, as I recover, is about me. Step 11 is about God. Step 12 is about others. I guarantee you, folks, and if I'm wrong, I want you to reach out to me. I want you to email me. I want you to message me. I want you to DM me. Tell me where I'm wrong challenge me. Help me. The Bible says that iron sharpens iron, and so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Stephen Covey will tell you the same thing, that we need to sharpen each other, sharpen the saws. And that's what I'm trying to do here. As my saw gets sharp and I lean it against your saw and we have that friction, we can get sharp together because there's somebody out there dying today unnecessarily. We suffer from an addiction and a disease that, although not curable, it is arrestable. We do recover from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Solving for me, God, and others. Anything less than that. And like I tell you, your recovery will be stunted if you have any at all. And the recovery you do have will be only sober and clean time on your way to a relapse. And I hope that's not true for you. I hope you solve for me, God, and others. And I meet you as we trudge this road to happy destiny. Be blessed. Have a great day. My name is Robert, and I am the Recovery Guy. Mm -hmm.